it's Vaishnavi and this is my podcast. Well, truth be told, this initially was going to be a really cool TEDx A3 talk that I was going to organize, but neither could I find a quiet open space to record and nor could I find a proper tripod. So at the moment, my room and this podcast is the Jugaad. Funny, I know. Let's be honest. A few of you are still here because I made a super wannabe funny intro, while the rest of you are here because you're obligated to. Oops. Anyway, it's going to be a really long talk, so sit back, grab some popcorn and relax. Honestly, I as a person feel a lot more comfortable when it comes to just talking and making a podcast compared to actually making a video with me in it. Well, I know I'm essentially talking in both places. but i get a few chills when i'm doing things for a bigger crowd that can actually see my face funny but it's true now i identify myself as an extrovert that's for sure but whenever i mention chills or stage fright i often notice how it's very difficult for people to comprehend that the thing that should matter is that i can get myself to speak in front of a crowd for those of you who are a little confused or fairly new to the terms let me help you out An introvert is somebody that's shy or reticent, while an extrovert is somebody that's outgoing or socially confident. I mean, at least that's what Wikipedia says. An extrovert is somebody that draws energy from being around people. They like to be out and about, attending social events and engaging with people. An extrovert may be called a people's person. That's me. An introvert is somebody who draws energy from quiet reflection. they're happy to be spending time alone with just themselves or one or two people that they feel they're close to often they need some alone time to recharge after being in a big group social setting while some websites generally classify introverts as shy people some believe introverts are sometimes accused of being shy or antisocial and that those aren't actually introvert traits Someone who identifies as an introvert may enjoy people but prefer to interact in small doses. And they're generally not fans of small talk, so they're people that prefer deeper and more meaningful conversations. I am an extrovert, and I prefer deeper and meaningful conversations too. But I don't know. I mean, that's just rude. <laughs> I mean, You know all these contradicting views have had me so confused but wait that wasn't even the wave the wave hit after you look under those definitions of introvert and extrovert and there's the ambivert wave it's about 800 words long covering everything from signs you might be an ambivert and then there's like a bunch of ideal qualities like you're a good listener you're a good communicator you can adjust or regulate your behavior empathy comes naturally to you you provide the balance or benefits of being an ambivert and then there go the rest of the good qualities you know it's like a fancy restaurant but for the common lot and now the extrovert in me is butthurt cuz now even i want to be an ambivert i mean look at the marketing <laughs> okay all of that apart i have a serious question for you guys Do you think Sabziwala is an extrovert? Sorry, it's just a thought. I mean, he's definitely confident. He makes a presence. He gets his work done and hold up. 
Did I mention the ladies? He's probably the only man that doesn't complain about not understanding women. I mean, it's his job. He almost dies when he gets bargained with, but don't fall for the act. I think I've always been an extrovert. Conversations with people really keep me going. It's just such a fun time for me when I'm having conversations with people. It can be anything, literally anything, and it'll just keep me going for the rest of the day. I am a group energy person. If you ask me to work out at home for 30 minutes, I could never. But if I go downstairs to play sports like basketball, you might not see me for a couple hours. To put into simple words, I find myself most active around a group of people. Interactions have always fascinated me. When I was a kid, I wouldn't understand why XYZ would never speak up in class or why PQR never made an effort to play with the group in lunch or how ABC was always interacting and why he or she was so different from the previous two. Did XYZ and PQR not enjoy being there? Nah, they did. Did they not like people like me? I think that would have been understandable. But let's just stick to I don't think so for now. As I started growing up, I understood the concept of personalities. I understood how everybody is different and how everybody's thinking in response to situations is different. Let's just take school life for an example. Some people played sports while some topped the class. Some went all out in debates while some chose to dance. Some wanted to play chess while some just made a great impression in class. Wow, I'm a poet. <laughs> but what do these things really depend upon? I mean, I know the internet knows it all, but for this, I think the internet was kind of confused too. So I went ahead and decided to do my own research. Yup, I'm totally gonna pretend like it was my idea and not a requirement for the grades. No, but seriously, I made my own survey. I put in all the questions that I was curious regarding and simply wanted to know more about. And let me tell you, College assignments are such a good excuse to get people to answer to questions they wouldn't normally answer. Surveys really get people to think. Let me tell you what happened, okay? My initial target was about 25 to 30 people. I managed to get 40 to answer. It's a big thing. The age group I could get to answer was 14 to 45 year olds. Majority of the crowd lied in the 17 to 20 range. Initially, I managed to get about 33 responses and that's when I knew this needed to hit the family WhatsApp group. Yeah, that one group where everyone somehow is always active but I only get attention on birthdays and big days. Yeah, now they gotta do surveys too. <laughs> anyway, let's read this out to you. It's a bunch of surprises. The very first question I asked was, are you an introvert, an extrovert? an ambivert or not sure. Guess what topped the list? Ambivert. 20 out of 40 people picked ambivert. Remember how I spoke about the ambivert marketing? Look at the sales. It's clearly a blooming industry. I won't lie, a part of me now thinks that the survey is wrong, while the other thinks I am wrong. Or maybe people just can't decide, but there also was a can't decide option, and now that I think about it, I feel dumb. Jokes apart, I know the people that have attempted this survey, alright? There are a bunch of really confident people who speak up right, 
I mean, come on, anybody would think they're extroverts. Oh, and guess what? Extrovert was the last option when it comes to majority pick. Only 4 out of 40 people picked extrovert. I'm a little stunned, alright? So basically, one can't really decide if a person is an extrovert or an ambivert, as it can get very confusing most of the times. But doesn't that contradict the whole establishment? Introvert, extrovert, and ambiverts are on the basis of social behavior or social drive. But if the person you are socializing with can't decide or say what they think you are, to me that is kind of incomprehensible. Sorry. From what or how I make sense of it, there's multiple factors to this. Maybe the fact that my friends being super confident in our friend circles clouded my judgement. Maybe I thought because my family is very open to me, they're all extroverted. The fact that they're comfortable around me and just open probably led me to misunderstand their comfort levels out of the bubble that we've established. So to conclude, just like everybody else, the person in my shoes would know me and my stance when it comes to classification best. Yeah, I totally referred to myself in a very poetic third person view and I'm proud too. Another factor to be considered is money. Today, money is everywhere. Money buys you food and shelter, yes, but it also buys you an opinion, a friend circle and confidence, believe it or not. Now, of course, I don't mean to say it in the boundaries of this classification and I do understand that a poor person can be very outgoing, but hear me out. Take for example my house help Kusum. Kusum is a very talkative and outgoing person in general and I know of this because we talk quite a lot. But at the same time, when it comes to my mom, Kusum doesn't exhibit the same energy. So now, while I think Kusum is extroverted, my mom might think she never talks. And this is a very small example that most of you could question, but just take a step back and think about it. As much as I dislike it, social scenarios and social status does play a, a big role and it does matter and sometimes that could be a solid reason for misjudgment. Moving on, the next question I asked in my survey was, do you find socializing in gatherings difficult? You know, after reading the response to my previous question and looking at the statistics of this question, I wasn't surprised at all. It was just the outcome I had expected after the first question. 29 out of 40 people went with sometimes. I think had I seen the response to this question without reading the first one, I may have been slightly, and by slightly I mean like super super slightly surprised. I think the way I asked was my fault. I did decide on keeping the questions vague for the responders to not feel strained and I had my questions very direct, but in the answer options, they, the options are just very porous. So I think now, had I kept it a little more in conjunction, I would have gotten a slightly better graph. But again, forcing people into choosing just between yes and no wouldn't be fair. As you can tell, I'm still confused. Anyway, so I further divided the small second question into two follow-up questions. Do you find small-scale groups difficult was one of the questions and the second was do you find large-scale groups difficult and these are both in 
um, connection to communication. So essentially the questions were, do you find talking in small scale groups difficult and do you find talking in large scale groups difficult? 82.5, meaning 33 out of 40 people said no to small scale groups, which basically meant that they were really, really comfortable irrespective of whether they were an introvert, extrovert or an ambivert. I think this has to do a lot with schooling today. School has always been the number one influencer in our lives, mainly because we practically would spend more than half our days there socializing and learning. Especially when it comes to the audience I targeted, which is group 17 to 20, I think it's safe to say that school takes up at least 70% of the day. School, homework, prep for tests, assignments, all of this can be very exhausting and a loss in time for communication with family is a given. School makes you talk. It makes you read a chapter out loud in English classes or solve a problem on the board in math classes. It makes you present your presentations in front of the whole class or simply push you to do extracurricular activities with the group. This practice of making people participate in front of or with people has led to a tremendous amount of ease in communicating in small groups. The factor of grades being involved has also resulted in introverts participating and becoming more comfortable gradually. I personally am a big believer of the notion that qualities like these, and by these I mean introverts, extroverts and ambiverts, are the byproducts of the social life you have. I think one really gets it from the house they come from, the type of friends they have, or just experiences in general. Oh, and by this, I don't mean introverts come from a very quiet, suppressing household. All I'm trying to say is, I feel like a major factor that comes into role when you're uh, socializing in an unknown setting is your common socialization with people you're most comfortable with. The kind of comfort level you've established there is something you will try to portray in an unknown setting. I also think comfort and vibes of groups matter a lot. There have been quite a few times where even in small groups, I preferred to stay mum and it was a very surprising thing for people around me. Because, let's be real, that's like a once in a blue moon jackpot right there, alright? No domination from Vaishnavi. Oh wow, what a day. Super mean, nah? I know. I wanted to explore this further and so one such question that was a part of my survey was what makes you feel uncomfortable in social situations? The response to this survey was honestly very predictable but there were quite a few op eye-opening responses too. Some things that were very common were inappropriate behavior, small talk with unfamiliar people, interaction, formalities, not having similar interests and fear of judgment. While some were actually reasons that I was aware of at the back of my mind, but I don't think I was expecting to see it pop up. One of them was how opinionated a person is. Um, by that, they mean most people have their own ideas and sometimes they're just not opening to listening to other people's ideas or fixing their ideologies. They're transfixed. So that was something that popped up quite a few times. Uh, another thing that really makes people uncomfortable is when there's a group of extroverts who are strongly talking about things that they don't necessarily care about or have an opinion over and that makes them feel very out of place. So replies like these really were um, eye-opening 
for me personally because I wasn't expecting them from a big group of people uh, and also because now it's just made me more aware of the surroundings and the kind of people I interact with in general. I know for a fact that now I probably am not the reason for their for them being uncomfortable it's probably just the topic we're talking about or it's probably just that they don't really have an opinion or are unaware of it and it doesn't necessarily have to do anything with me or with them it's probably just the conversation so this honestly has been quite relieving and now i think i will be more confident and i will be more considerate about people not enjoying conversations just as much as I do and probably try and fix that. One of the major questions that I was always intrigued about and which was also a part of my survey was where do you think we get the rules on how to behave in public spaces from and what is your take on it? While most of the people replied with family, social decency, morals, friends, social media and religion, uh, a few had a different take on it. One such very elaborate answer that I received was, let me read it or quote it out to you. While initially it's from parents and to an extent as you grow older, one really learns from their experience and surroundings. Just because you grew up in a household that's rude to waiters doesn't give you a free pass to continue being rude to them. There's also things we learn from observing what others are doing wrong from advertisements and just things that create an impact in general. I think this answer is something that I would have answered too. It covers everything. I feel like if I went ahead and elaborated on this answer, it would basically mean that initially up to like the rebellious teen years that we all have, family and school and just chapters that we learn do have an indirect impact on the way we behave in social settings um, but after those rebellious teen years hit that's when friends and experiences and just making mistakes is something we learn from a lot which is a very good thing in my view i personally feel that it's a lot more helpful to just form your own etiquettes and just behave a certain way on the basis of experiences uh, also another thing that they covered was being rude to the waiters is not something that you get to do just because your family is rude to them. Just like how I mentioned Kusum earlier in my podcast, I think I also have learned a whole lot by just making mistakes and just watching people make mistakes. And they're both essentially just experiences. Both of them have an impact on me. I feel like when I see somebody mistreating another person, I would react a certain way because I have been mistreated before and it's not a good feeling and that has the biggest impact on my reaction. Another thing that people felt was that the majority of the society is a big factor. What the majority of the society feels is comfortable for them basically sets the standard for a large number of people and often just turns into a norm. This also is a very well explained answer and it was not something that I was expecting and now that I've read it I can't take it off of my mind because it's just so obvious but just something that we wouldn't have normally noticed. Overall this survey was a very successful one and I feel like 
it did the main thing I wanted to do, which is make me more aware of my surroundings and make me more careful in the way I react to people in general. A few of the topics that I wasn't able to further explore in the timeline, but I will definitely go back to are social anxiety survey, human biases due to social anxiety, what exactly is the fear of missing out and do introverts experience it too? Conditionings that led people to developing an introvert personality. A survey with the kids to find out if they experience similar issues. And does age play a role? Which basically means that would an 80-year-old extrovert be different from an 18-year-old extrovert? I mean, I know to some extent, yes, because experience again does play a big factor. But I wanted to be more... Uh, aware of what other things could come into play. I definitely will do another survey on this sometime soon. But this is the end of this podcast. I hope you enjoyed listening to it and I hope you had a fun time and I hope this was just a little bit enriching and a good experience for you all. Thank you for listening and good day to you.